Welcome to Commercial Kitchen Chronicles, a podcast dedicated to commercial food equipment repair industry. My name is Pat Finley. I'm a lead master certified technician at General Parts Group and a certified professor trainer. My goal is to shine a light on what I believe to be one of the most interesting and rewarding industries a field service technician can work in. I love the work I do, and I'm glad you're here listening to this podcast. This episode, I have Jason Latimer, Rich Ortega, and Dusty Ashford on to discuss burnout in his career, how to handle it, and what causes it. What's up, everybody? It's good to have everybody back on and catch up. Uh, we got a pretty good episode tonight, I think. We're going to talk about burnout at work. Um, we've all been there. It's that time of year. Um, days get hot and heavy. Some places are slower than others, and it just it kind of happens. So first off, let's just uh, go around the room, see what everybody's been working on. So uh, I've been doing a lot of installs and startups this week on combi ovens, um, doing onyx and rationale. So I've been uh, putting in a lot of work, a lot of traveling, but got to get it going. So Rich, what are you been up to this week? A little bit of everything. I still got a trainee riding around with me, so they're putting me on. I mean, they always put me on everything, but it seems like I'm just doing this, that, and the other. Uh, probably a good amount of walk-in stuff. Um, I guess that was last week. You saw my crane video where I did that uh, that change out. Um, today, I, think I was telling you earlier, went and looked at a, a unit where one of our guys diagnosed a compressor and gave my um uninvited second opinion about that <laughs> and, and it's about it so far man it's been a lot after today i, I can't even hardly remember half the stuff i've done this week that's burnout there it is um <laughs> been doing a lot of pms this week a couple service calls here and there uh yeah i like ironically quite a bit of uh walk-in stuff refrigeration stuff which i'm not a fan of you know but it is what it is but most for the most part bunch of pms we're kind of catching up we got really busy last month uh, kind of unusual for that time of year that last month and the months before um so we kind of you know i uh, got some pms to catch up on this week and next week and hopefully i'll be good after that so fun exciting pms you know sweet jason had a little traveling was that last week you're on vacation yeah went to see went to go see jen and uh while I was up in uh, up in Maine with the family for a week, it was a good vacation. Actually, uh, got to enjoy this one. Normally, we go out of town. It's always we have an agenda and there's a situation. But this one, this trip actually turned out just fine. We actually got to enjoy the vacation, do a lot of stuff with the kids, go to some parks, and uh, just enjoy the weather up north this time of year. Versus you know Maine versus Florida, you know it's a no brainer this time of year. <laughs> at, you know at night and whatnot, and then. Uh, Got back last week, had a half of a week because I'm, I'm learning that when I take a vacation that I need to take a day off or, or two when yeah. I come back. I, mm-hmm. I've made a bad habit over the years of working all up to Friday, leaving on the Saturday, vacationing through to the next week, like till Sunday, and then coming right back to work the, you know, the day after I got off a plane. And it's just I'm learning. I'm, and, uh, some self-care here when it comes to vacation. <laughs> but this week, uh, we're, we're wrapping up uh, Q2 uh, PMs, and we're going into Q3. So Q2 is uh, refrig- uh, refrig- ACs and walk-ins. And then Q3, we're going into is all ice machines and reach-ins and stuff like that. So we, we plan it out where we get the ACs taken care of going into summer so that the team doesn't have to be on the roof the next three months. They can be inside doing ice machines. And um, nice. today, we did a... a, a a team building with uh, our university guys and our PM guys. And we did a top golf. And then tomorrow, some guys are going to ride with me. We're going to run a bunch of service calls, take whatever they give me. And I'll probably have a group of five and, and we'll go knock some stuff out, do some training and, and get ready for the week. Put yeah, it in the quarter. That's awesome. I like that, you know, do the ACs and the walk-ins and stuff, Q2 and the Q3. Try to focus on the inside stuff, especially down in Florida, that heat, humidity. Oh, yeah. Keep them inside. It's yeah. Tough. Really cool thing you guys do, man. Yeah, ice machine Q1 and Q3, and ACs Q, Q2 and Q4. Nice, that's sweet, sweet. That's a good way to do that. Mm-hmm. So, talking about traveling real quick, um, I'm going to be at AHR. I booked two podcast slots. Um, I think Jason's going to come up. I don't know how. Yes, he's, sir. I don't know what he's going to think about Chicago in January. But- <laughs> <laughs> 
why did they even do that? I mean, what's the chance there's a blizzard or something crazy? I, I, I've been I've been to Chicago to go to Taylor in Rockford. You know, I think no, that's Chicago. No, Chicago, right? Yeah, I flew into there, went to Rockford, got back on the plane, and went back home. But I've never been in Chicago, so I've heard it's the coldest, like one of the coldest cities in this in this country. It's a it's a really cool city. Um, it's got a really bad rap. I mean, it's got some bad spots. You don't want to be out, you know, a certain time, certain area, that kind of stuff. But it's a blast. I've been up there twice now for NRA, um, and I'm looking forward to you know um, going up to AHR up there and the tactical wars and that kind of stuff. So I do have two episodes. Um, I've got one booked already for a guest. I'm trying to figure out the second guest. Um, I'd like to get a food service guy in here if we can. So, um, but. Hey, can I interrupt real quick? I just want to say uh, congrats to Brian over there in the comments. Said he's leaving Coke and going to Next Tech Commercial HVACR. I know me and him talked a month or so ago when he was thinking about getting out of the Coke stuff and getting into more our side of stuff. And I was kind of giving him some information about the trade. And he said, you know, basically us here kind of inspired him to do that. So I want to say congratulations awesome. real quick. That's awesome. Man. Congrats. That's right? awesome. Yeah, Steve, dude, Way to go, Brian. His Coke uniform. I knew he talked about leaving and going somewhere else. That's cool. His next tech at CMS, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Man, those guys are everywhere. There's yeah. a huge there's a huge office of theirs in uh South Carolina, like right down the street from yes. Sofessa. You could you could throw a rock from Sofessa's parking lot and hit their parking lot. It's like right across the street. I don't yeah, know if that's I see like them the every once hub. in a while. Yeah. They're here too. I see them doing a lot of PNs and I see I mean, them. they seem like a huge company. I see them everywhere. Isn't that who um uh Reefer guy works for? I think so now. I think, used to be uh, custom cooling. Now I think it's Next Tech. I think he works for. Uh, yeah, I think it is. Uh, Mike Mayberry works for Next Tech. So that's cool, man. Congratulations. Wish you the best. Keep us informed on how it's going, man. And I like to see your journey. So that's cool. Always like to see guys leveling up and bettering themselves and bettering their families. It's always a it's always a good thing. And this career yeah. has plenty of opportunities to do that. And you already know, Brian. If you run into anything, reach out to me. You know, through Messenger or whatever, and I'll help you out wherever I can. And that goes for anybody in the you know chat or whatever. I do my best to help whoever I can. Yeah, that's a good thing about this community. Everybody's always willing to help people out. Um, I know Facebook gets a bad rap. They have a group on there, and people will say something. It's TXV, it's this, and, or you a homeowner. I mean, that kind of crap. But mm-hmm. I don't really feed into that kind of crap, man. It, mm-hmm. It's a homeowner, you know. But for the most part, some of these guys are new, and they don't have very good guidance where they're at, and they're reaching out trying to look for help, and these guys are just crapping on them. It's not cool. It's which is which is horrible for the community. Like like I've talked about it before, but KB HVAC, mm-hmm. uh, he actually had on his Instagram a few months ago. He was talking about that, like guys being assholes to like obvious new guys who are just asking for guidance. It's like, look, yeah. you tell him misinformation, you shoot him like crap. He's gonna do a bad job, and that customer, yeah. that restaurant, or whoever's gonna think, oh wow, these AC guys suck. They're all the same. It's like, no man, you gotta even if it's not in your area, it's not where you live. It's all over. I mean, we got to, I mean, obviously we got to work to kind of better our name a little bit, but so, you know, being negative doesn't help. Like help somebody, you know, it helps yourself. Bro, when I was, when I was, uh, when I was early on in this, I mean, I I met, you know, a few guys here and there, like in supply houses and stuff, and they'd hear me talking about something and they'd give me their card or their number. And they're like, yo, if you run into a problem, call me, I'll walk you through it. And then when I called them, they would legit, you know, walk me through stuff I never worked on before. And I'm like, I would not be half of, you know, who I am today as a technician if it wasn't for them. So how could I not, you know, try to help somebody who reaches out and is like, hey, you know, I'm stuck on this. And like y'all said, there's plenty of a-holes out there that that will give you misinformation or treat you like crap or whatever. And I'm like, I mean, it wasn't done to me. I'm not going to do that to somebody else. And if it was done to me, that'd be even more reason to not do that to the next guy, you know? Exactly. I mean, I've been there. I've asked like old guys before questions, like coworkers and stuff. And they're like, oh, I had to learn. Uh, you know, getting thrown to the wolves. That's how everybody learns. Like, no, that's why you still kind of, you know, struggle. You haven't ever learned anything properly. <laughs> that's what I tell like, Yeah, exactly. The guys that say that to me, I'm like, well, that just shows you know you don't know what you're doing. Man. Exactly. You like, say- the most knowledgeable guys will give you sound advice. The oh, guys yeah. who suck are going to give you sucky advice. It's just how it is, man, you know. Mm. Well, that's how me and Dustin became friends. He reached out to me for questions about this stuff, and we just talk all the time. You know, he sent me some stuff today, asked me some questions. Yeah, it's just I'm here to help, man. I'll help anybody. My work. You know, I find I find technicians that don't want to help. There's something in common with all of them. They all feel threatened, mm-hmm. like they're mm-hmm. going to lose their 100%. job if somebody. It's like, bro, you're, you know, I'm not looking for your job. I'm just looking to get ahead. 
you know, and make our industry look good, you know. So exactly. uh, I've, I've met quite a few people like that that don't want to help because they, they're in fear of their job. But anybody who's in fear of their job just isn't really good at their job. And exactly. My thing is, and I made a post about this a while back, but I'm like, and you, you call it whatever you want because some people call it conceited or ignorant. I'm like, I'm not replaceable. Now, you might be just as good as me, better than me on a technical level, but you're still not me. I'm not you. There's no reason for us to be threatened by anybody else you know i'm the type if i can i'd like to raise up you know three four five more people like me or better than me that you know even work with me in, in my branch where i work and if you get better than me great at the end of the day i'm me and that's all i'm worried about i know what i can do not just as a, as a technician but as a person so why am yeah. i going to sweat anybody else exactly and if you think about it if every single technician in the trade right now was all good and on the same level playing field it would still need more guys so it's oh, not yeah. like anyone's getting replaced it, yeah, either exactly. way it's going to be starred for tech so exactly is he referring to us drinking bourbon and smoking cigars <laughs> uh, probably a giant cigar <laughs> all face tech is that andrew no i'm not sure who it is something of culture that's funny i don't have bourbon man i feel left out i gotta get some dr pepper and put ice cubes in it well i guess we've got rum so <laughs> oh that- you got rum this kind of like leads into our Dusty, this is how we're this is how we're dealing with our burnout, bro. Yeah, hey man, where you at? Right. I go I go That's good stuff. beer right here. It's good, you know. Uh, that kind of leads to our topic, you know. We're talking about burnout. You know, we've all Let's get into it. Yeah, you know, we've all been there. We've all, you know, just feel like we're getting ran to death. And we all we all suffer different things. I mean, you know, Dusty's had he's got his uh oh. Sorry. What's up? Uh-oh. We lost Jason. Oh, there he is. He's back. Um, we've all had our itches. We feel like, you know, we're just being ran to death or uh-oh. we're all just being ran to death or overworked or unappreciated. Um, <laughs> he's back. So, Bro, let me say something. I'm really jealous of these two guys outside right now because it's oh, 100 man. degrees outside. I'm just oh. saying. See, it's, yeah. only 80, it's only 85 over here. I'm a little chilly. I might need a jacket or something, you know? I'm, I'm sorry, Pat. Go ahead. <laughs> Over here, angry. This <laughs> is Andrew. That's my boy over there, Mr. Worldwide. Is it? That's cool. So, burnout. <laughs> you know, Dusty brought it up, so I'm going to let Dusty lead it. I mean, what? what's your definition of burnout? What do you feel is burnout? I mean, what do you, what do you consider burnout? I guess, personally, with me, uh, I mean, I work a lot. work a lot of hours. Um, I think we've talked about that before. Um, so, you know, I'm not really too shy from that. Uh, I'm pretty accustomed to it, but I guess burnout in my eyes would be, and it could be induced by working a lot of hours, but most of the time it's, you know, I love my job, very passionate about what I do. Um, I like the stuff I work on, like the trade I'm in, you know, I like the manufacturer, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I enjoy all of it. So burnout to me is when I just kind of feel myself looking at looking at it like kind of like a job mm-hmm. um, where it's mundane and kind of drollish and I don't really have that fire that passion that you know drive that I want to have and sometimes you know it just it will, will get you out of nowhere for a couple of days you're just like yeah I'm doing it but you know I'm not as passionate as I as I usually am uh, and then usually I'll just it takes me you know a little bit just to get back in it and then I just you know self positively talk myself and then a lot of times I'll read you know, like a instruction manual, like a service manual or watch some videos uh, and then kind of like re-stimulate my brain to kind of get back into it. Um, but, you know, it, it happens, I don't know, once or twice a year. And just to the point, you know, where you're kind of like, you know, I love what I do. It's it's fun, but I don't have that passion, you know, like I like I usually do. So that's so kind of what burnout to me is. That went a different direction than I thought you were going to. I mean, <laughs> <What> you, well, <laughs> trade, I'm not, I'm not beating you up. So and that's kind of along the lines, I think. I thought I figured, you know, yours was going to be more like, you know, uh, I'm not picking on you whatsoever, so don't take it as that. I'm never going to pick on you. You know, yeah. you see a lot of younger guys, you know, oh, my boss doesn't appreciate me. You know, I'm, they're just, I'm just a number. And I thought that's the direction you're going to go. So I'm really happy that's not the direction you really went. So Yeah, that's yeah. where I thought dodged, it was. Dodge the bullet, Dusty. <laughs> I did, man. Woo! <laughs> studied up. That I mean, like, oh. everything I thought I was going to say on this podcast just went out the window. Oh, yeah. <laughs> podcast over. See you tomorrow, guys. <laughs> Dusty, Dusty, Dusty's uh, pretty wise for his young age. How, 
How old are you actually, Dusty? Me and Luke were talking earlier. Thirty-four. I just what? turned thirty-four in June. No, yeah. oh man, I'm go baby. Why do I? Am I too young, or do I not look thirty-four? Twenties, dude. Oh yeah, we thought you were oh, in your, like mid late twenties. Thirty-four, man. I got the baby face. I can't get rid yeah, of. Yeah, I do. try to grow you a look, mustache. You look uncuffed, man. Okay. <laughs> look a little raw. <laughs> well, that, that makes sense. Then, so. You know, I think of burnout. I think of the same thing. I'm just I'm going through the motions. It's not necessarily. It's not always hour related. Like sometimes it can happen when we're only working eight or ten hour days, and sometimes it happens when we're working fifteen hour days. You know, it's. I don't think it's a. I think it's mine. I think it's my own head. I think I get in my own head and cause it to myself. I, I and I and I will lash out at others because I don't know how to direct it. But when it's all said, honest. I realize that it's really my own fault. No one's making me do the things I'm doing. I get overwhelmed because I, I take on too many responsibilities. I, I don't know how to say no, so I take on too many responsibilities and it kind of just always end up biting me in the ass. Um, and that's when mine really starts to kick in. Mm-hmm. Same. And like I said, it's not really hour-related or I'm mm-hmm. not really overwhhelmed. I mean, sometimes I will work a lot. Um, I think last year, late last year, I was busting through some hours. And I think it kind of got me physically, but it was like the more I did it, the more I kind of you know, was able to have my head in the zone and like actually perfect what I was doing. Um, actually, the, the slower days is when I feel the most kind of burnout feeling for me, honestly, because it's not because you have more downtime, more you have time. more time to really be like, well, this kind of sucks. You know, this is this could be this way or this could be that. But like when you're going like running and gunning, it's I don't really feel it. You know, I just I, I still like what I do. I still enjoy it. Um, and it makes me want to do it even more. So it's more of like a mental thing with what I'm doing. But I know a lot of guys now, you hear them like, oh, we're working 8, 10, 12-hour day, Or I guess not 8, but 10, 12, 14-hour days, whatever. Uh, and that's more of like a physical burnout. Mm-hmm. Or I guess burnout, like you said, with your employer. Uh, which I really – luckily, I'm thankful to have a very understanding company that I work for. Um, and usually, I, I went to my service manager, even GM, many a times. And just like, hey, man, you know, I'm just – I guess a little in my head, feel a little burned out. And then always I get positive responses like, oh, we've all been there. Keep your head up. You're doing great. But, you know, stuff like that. So I am lucky in that sense. Yeah. I don't feel like a number or anything. And I'm too good to replace. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> uh, That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Rich, you ever get that feeling? You or Jason, either one of you guys ever get that? Like, just- I, I think burnout, I think my burnout these days, it comes to two things. One, kind of like Dusty said, if I'm too slow mm-hmm. on work, or it's too easy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, seriously, like, give me something that's going to like make me, you know, work, make me think, you know, I want something that's going to give me, you know, tr- trouble. Um, aside from that, my main focus or my main cause of burnout, I would say is um, going behind guys and then catching stupid stuff yeah. that, that they missed that, that just gets me like in a mood and like, I, I'll call my direct supervisor and be like, dude, it's 1230. Is it too late in the day for me to quit? <laughs> I'm done with this. Part. Like my trainees, <laughs> like, Rich, you quit about four times a day. I'm like, when I'm going behind people and I see stupid stuff, like this call I went to yesterday where they didn't even um, first the, the it was a three phase or three pole contactor, which I made that video on it. And, you know, L2 uh, burned up. So they moved the wires over to L3 from L2 um, since it was a single phase unit. But then they just close out the ticket. I'm like, but if those contacts burnt up, the rest is going to burn up like yeah get them through the night get them through the weekend and go back the next morning if you don't have a contactor on your truck um but then on that same one they didn't even tighten down the the wires that they moved from l2 to l3 and i'm sitting there like i'm on the floor of this you know this chicken restaurant and the floor is wet because they got the drain you know floor drains are backed up and i'm like normally getting wet with that nasty drain water grease it doesn't bother me but when i'm on the floor because you didn't replace a contactor and you didn't tighten up the wires I'm like, seriously, dude, that's that's really where my source of burnout comes from these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got to use those moments for teaching moments. I mean, um, you know, we've all got the guys we work with, unfortunately, that you try to teach them and teach them, teach them. It's just that's what kind of gets me is you get the guy that you try to show him time and time again. It's like the same mistake over and over again. I'm like, man, we've been through this. We showed you. Why are you still doing this? So, <laughs> I get that. so. Jason, what about you? Yeah. So the guy in the world. It's been a- yeah, it's been a long time since I've been burnt out. And what I had to realize is that I needed to stop focusing on the situation I'm in because I put myself, we all put ourselves in the situation we're in. Mm-hmm. We are where we are because we're. if you're taking responsibility. 
But I, I just set my mind on the goal, and that's making a 5, 10, 15, 20-year plan. And I know what my end goal is, and as long as I'm working toward that, I don't feel like I'm spinning my wheels. So I used to get a lot of burnout because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't have any goals, and I didn't understand where I was going. But I do know where I'm going now, as I've matured in this in this career, and whatnot. So it has a lot to do with people, kind of just, you know, it's everyone's different. But some people are like, their motivations is their family. Some people are living check to check. Some people are living beyond their means. Some people are in a situation that they can't get out of, you know, if they if if they stopped working, you know. So it, you, yeah. you have to ask yourself if you, if if you took ninety days off, would you be okay? You know, are you would you be okay if you just stopped working for ninety days and didn't do shit? Right. Probably probably not. You know. So I, I think if you look at the the what your motivations are, what makes you come to work? Not not you know we all want to be there, but why do you have to be there? Right. Take, you know, so do you have any hobbies? Do you have any interest? You know, if, if there's something you like, you like race cars, um, you know, doing, you, you have a lot of hobbies, Pat. You know, I doubt you would ever get burned out on a hobby if you like something because you're interested in it, right? Yeah. So when you feel you have to be somewhere and, and you can't get out of it, that's where the burnout, in my opinion, comes from. So it, you gotta look past your situation now and and set some goals and know that when you're slow and you have downtime, you should be thinking not about being slow, but where, you know, what's the next step to get to that goal, you know? So I, I think that that's where over the years, it's like, you know what, I know what I want to do now and where I'm going. And if I have downtime, it's not downtime. It's it's toward what I'm trying to do. Yeah, see, and for me, along the lines of, uh, similar to what Jason was talking about, what got me out of getting like, what I would call like the petty burnout, like you're just burnt out because you're working too much or, or just for no real reason uh, for the most part is, um, you know, uh, and we talked about this, I think when I was the first time I came on your show, Pat, like, what are you actually doing in this career? It's not that I fix walk-in coolers and, and deep fryers. It's that when I come in and I fix your walk-in cooler, I just saved you ten, twenty thousand $20,000 worth of product. When I come in, I fix your deep fryer. I'm allowing that restaurant to make money, to keep people employed, to have a place where families are having, you know, experiences, you know, people get engaged, they go on first dates, they have graduation parties. So now I'm like, what do I do is I help people have experiences. I help businesses stay open. I help people stay employed. How do I do it? I fix walk-in coolers and deep fryers, you know what I mean? But that's not what I do every day. Every day I'm out there uh, making a difference. And when you do start looking at this job or any job that you're in and you look at the actual impact you're having on society, on your community, it definitely takes away a lot of the petty reasons that, that we get burnt out or frustrated with our jobs. Yeah, that's, that's some that's some good stuff, man. Both of you guys have really, both of you guys have really great points on that. I mean, that's that's really a good way. It's how you look at it. So I, I, I like that. You know, and like Jason said, you know, if you're slow and you're not focused on a goal or have a goal or something to work towards, you just kind of you can your mind will do some bad things to you if you let it. If you don't have something to focus on or think about. So I mean, and I I've experienced that a lot. So that makes a lot of sense. You know. I seen some stuff that I was trying to do at work. It's not gonna. It didn't play out the way I wanted it to play out recently, and and I was really mad at first. And I was like, "Well, I'm like, screw that. I'll do something else." And, you know, I don't have to do that. I said, "You know, that sounded cool to do, but who knows if I actually would like doing it?" You know what I mean? Yeah. And then there's another thing. Um, one of our, I don't know, he used to be my my branch manager's direct boss, and then he got pro promoted a while back. But me and him were talking one day, and he told me because. I make pretty good money. I know you do too, Pat. Um, and he told me, he said, Rich, he goes, I heard something recently. And just keep this in mind when you start going behind people and, it, and it's irritating you, the stupid stuff they do. He goes, your level of pay is uh, directly proportionate to the amount of BS you're expected to tolerate. <laughs> and as, as soon as he told me that, I said, you know what, bro? That makes it a whole lot better. You're right, because y'all pay me pretty well. So yeah. I guess I got to suck up the BS going behind people and deal with it. Yeah, my boss told me that there's a reason you make the money you make, and there's a reason they make the money they make. Just keep doing what you gotta do. So. Yeah, we all agree to be. You know, there was a few when I was getting out of college. I was thinking, like, you know, I came from hospitality. What do I have to do to make it in this and, and work? You know, and over time, I had to think, what do I need to stay some work somewhere and stay somewhere? And and a few of those points were, you know, one, 
you know, you can't be mad about what you get paid because you have to agree to take that, but you got to agree to take those wages. You can't be mad about the scope of work because it, you need to agree on the scope of work you're doing. Yeah, you might, you're, they're going to ask to do more and you're going to grow. So with that, you should be able to ask for more compensation, of course. Uh, respect is, is another one. And then that there is growth that, you know, do you feel heard? Do you feel like you're being seen? Do you feel like, you're going to be held in a certain spot. But if you have these foundational things I like to call ground floor, you know, you should be able to do it. If any of those are, 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 are in any kind of way not being, you know, reciprocated with you and your employer, then, then that's something that's like, hey, am I being respected? Do I feel like the, the pay is being fair? I, do I feel like I'm, you know, doing agreeable work that I agreed on? And, am I, you know, so you, you got to look at your situation and where you are and why you are where you are. And, and go from there. You know, you can always grow from there. And as long as you feel like you're going somewhere where you are, you know, your company, to be honest, there's a lot of great companies. I have a great company. I'm sure you guys can vouch for your company. You know, sometimes the, comp the company, the company in, in which you are in can only take you so far, mm -hmm. you know, so in some companies, you could end up being the CEO, but in another company, you can do the same thing, but you're going to bottom out it as a you know, an uh, area supervisor or something. You just don't know it, but it all depends on your ambition and no one's going to advocate for you better than you. So you got to understand what you are, uh, you know, what your worth is. You got to put the time and don't expect it to be handed to you, but you got to be mindful of your situation and how much time you're spending because you don't want to be in the same spot spinning your wheels for 10 years when, you know, you have a future. But if you don't know what that, go that goal is, you know, you're going to get really frustrated over time because you're going to feel like, you know, I like what I'm doing, but what am I doing? Why am I doing? There's, there's what and there's why. You know, mm -hmm. so just things to think about. I have this. I have a. I have a bad habit of expecting myself and others. So I, I, I think everyone else should do have pride, integrity, and do the job as well as I do or you do. You know, and that's not always the case. Some guys are never going to have the pride in their work. Some guys aren't going to have the integrity to always do the right thing. Yeah. And you got to you can try to push them and try to steer them in that direction. If they're not going to go, I mean, then it's not going to go. I mean, you lead a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink. I mean, so, you know, yeah. once told me quit expecting you and everybody else will be a lot happier in life. Yeah. That's my, my biggest thing. And I don't even expect people necessarily to do that well, but I do expect you to at least try to do that. Well, you know what I mean? And like I tell people too, I'm like, dude, do your best. And if your best isn't good enough, call somebody because somebody on our team can walk you through it and their best will be good enough. But a lot of these dudes don't try. And that does, that's what drives me nuts. Uh, especially when I see like basic, basic stuff. Um, like, you know, I went behind a, a guy who changed a headmaster on a remote ice maker and we kept having follow-up calls on this unit. Uh, it kept having, you know, leaks and whatnot. And um, it ended up, he never replaced the dryer uh on that unit and the dryer was broken and leaking like center of the dryer and i'm like dude not only did our company refund this customer a bunch of money it's something like four g's that they refunded him but i'm like all you had to do was take five minutes and change the dryer like that's part of the freaking job dude how did you not do that well, that's probably why it takes people back because that stuff was stuck in the txv <laughs> that royally pisses me off rich Royal. <laughs> that's what i'm saying like people that that mess up because they didn't know any better or they made a simple mistake i'm like all right cool no big deal whatever i mean we all do it i, I do it you do it we're all gonna always yeah. mess up but i'm like but when you didn't do something basic you know we had a guy this was last year sometime diagnose a bad compressor and, and they sent me behind him to go install it but my supervisor was like just double check before you change this compressor out and i'm like it's 90 something degrees out it's on a walk-in that's outside. I got to climb up the building and then over another wall to change this compressor. So I fire up the unit and I hear the compressor make a noise. And I'm like, please tell me that's not the, the loud noise he was talking about. And I let it run again. Same thing. Well, it, the compressor um, was basically, by, you know, uh, internal pressure relief was going on because the head pressure was too high. He didn't check the condenser coil. The condenser coil was filthy. I cleaned the condenser, turned on the box, and that box was 90-something degrees four hours later the thing was at um, 10 degrees. And I'm like, again, we had to reimburse this customer a bunch of money because they rented a freezer trailer and a bunch of other stuff waiting for us to get the part. And I'm like, dude, all you had to do was clean the, the, the condenser and we would have been good. And he called the senior tech for advice. But when the senior tech said, oh, well, what was your head pressure? What was your Amtra? Oh, I already climbed down. I'm not going back up there. 
oh no 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 i'd lose it i would that yeah mm. that, that's where i start to get like i said that burnout from going behind people doing stupid stuff it's something like that like i mean y'all see i keep posting videos don't do anything until you clean the coils make sure the evac yeah. is clean the fans are running make sure the condenser is clean and the fans are running once you do those have at it but you don't do those and then again you know because i'm also the type that i look at the company's money like if it's my money i can't expect a raise if we're not making you know certain amount of profit i can't expect ours if we don't have a good reputation out there and the customers feel confident in us so when i go behind people like i said i see stupid stuff like that yeah that that kind of that, that that burns me a little bit it's yeah. also like you said like you're like you look at the company's money like it's your money that's a super good habit to be in uh in the off chance that you know one of us or someone in this trade wants to start their own business it's good to already be in that mindset habitually yep. to think of it being your money because when it's you you're you don't have the habits down and the techniques down to be like oh well this is like my money you always yeah. treat it like your money one day it might be your money so yeah. you're already there good point so jonathan klein had a really good comment a long time ago i started so we get back to it but is that your buddy jason that's my assistant manager yeah yeah so he uh, he says burnout to me is a loss of balance in the, the technician's life. Have the ba- have to balance passion for the industry, hours worked, work drama against the time of family, friends, hobbies, etc. ECT. Balance makes the world possible for us to even be living here. So he hit on a really good, lot of good points there. I mean, there's going to come a time and point where you're working for a company where, especially if you're very short-handed, you're just going to get your buck handed to you. You're going to have to work some hours. Unfortunately, it comes. But they have to respect you too when you say, "Hey, I can't do this." Or, hey, I can't work anymore. I mean, a couple weeks ago, I had like sixty hours by like noon on Friday, and I was like, "I'm going home. I can't do this anymore." Mm-hmm. My dispatcher is like, "Oh, I got two more calls. I got two more calls. Go do them. Go do them." And my boss looked at me. He's like, "He's got sixty hours. It's noon. Just let him go home." <laughs> right. I mean, but she's just trying to do her job too. She, you know, she's got a job to get these calls scheduled and off her board, and she's trying to throw them on me, but she don't realize a lot of times, you know, what it's like to do our job. So unfortunately she's always, you know, one more call, one more call. And sometimes that one more call is just enough to send you over the edge. Yeah. One, I took a sick day one time, just, I was exhausted. I woke up, you know, to get ready for work and I was dead tired. And I'm like, man, I'm not even feeling too good. And then the next day when I talk about one of my coworkers, me and him talk a lot, he's like, bro, you know how many hours you, you do throughout the month? He's like, your body was probably just telling you, man, sit down, shut up and take a break. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start doing that. I mean, mental health is just as important as your physical health. And yeah, I mean, I almost never call out. I mean, I don't take lunch breaks, not because I don't have to, but I just don't get hungry like that. I don't I don't need to eat if I'm working. So I'm like, if a day comes and I need to take a a sick day because I just need to decompress. Cool. Or like I told you the other day, Pat, I'm like, since I don't hardly ever take lunch, I've told my my direct supervisor who does the dispatching. I'm like, if you look on your board and it's four o'clock or later and it says lunch break, I'm not coming back. Don't call me. (laughs) (laughs) But I do enough, you know, every other time that he's like, for sure. Yeah, no problem. He joked around the other week because he called me at 359 and asked me to go pick up a call. And he's like, I bet I call you right before you hit lunch. I said, you're pretty lucky. And I went, I ran it for him. But since I always do that when I'm like, hey, I need time off. I need to go home a little early. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I think uh, the dispatchers should not see your pay, but see your hours, like right there on the same screen. Come on. It's 60 hours. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's. And at what point is there a liability of you being exhausted behind a wheel? And is it worth it? It's not, you know, I mean, the work is going to be there. We want, we all want to take care of our customers. Yeah. So, come on, but let's be considerate of, uh, you know, of the workforce and whatnot. And and at the same time, it's her boss's job, um, or the dispatcher's boss's uh, dispatcher's boss's job to make sure she, or he, or whatever has the the, the hours and 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 whatnot, and and understands, you know, geographically where people are. And I know you guys, you know, I'm in the city, so I could hop around here. I know. Pat says that he has to drive one to one way, like two hours for some calls. That's, mm-hmm. you know, you got to do what you got to do, but it, it's, it's about being considerate, you know? Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I don't make no bones about who I work for. I work for, you know, I'm a service group, which is a PTO lease company. I'm, you know, we're like 1400 techs. I make no bones about it. And I, I talked to a lot of upper level management, the president of the company, the vice president of the company, the field operations. I mean, I talked to all these people, you know, regularly and, uh, one day I put somebody working 21 hours one day and that was right before I went to NRA, uh, NRA show. And like, 
she was like, why are you working those hours? I was like, well, I was like, that's not a normal thing. I was like, that was just like a freak thing. She's like, we don't want our guys working those hours. I said, no, you guys don't. I said, that was the thing. I said, I started early. Um, I worked late. I had a night job. Normally I go home, but a call kind of went sideways. I'd take care of it. So I was done at like seven. I was like, I could have just drove home for 15 minutes to around, drove back in. So I went to that night job and I had some other stuff to do there. And I went ahead and did it first. And the night job went sideways and it kind of just went, <coughs> it kind of went long. I said, it's not a normal thing. And she's like, we don't want our guys working those hours though. And I was like, I get that. I mean, people can say all they want about, you know, who I work for, but they actually do, you know, pretty much take care of the taxi. They have a pretty good company culture. Um, now, whether it gets filtered down through your manager to your level is a different story, but um, as far as the corporate side, they they don't want us working, you know, 20 hour days. They don't want to do that kind of stuff. So it's good to hear, you know, upper, upper, level, upper level management explain that and say that to you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. fortunate. My branch manager and um, my direct supervisor were both uh, technicians, and my direct supervisor, um, the amount of knowledge and stuff that he has is is amazing so he was a great technician from what what i hear when he was out in the field so he completely understands everything we go to i mean he's cool he he leaves his phone on he's like if there's a tech in the field my phone is on and he's like because i remember everybody clocking out at five o'clock showing you know shutting their phones down and i need a part or i need somebody to you know give me some tech support i can't get a hold of anybody and like i said he's the same one that if i say hey i need to you know punch out early whatever hey man go ahead you're good <laughs> don't worry about it yeah. Which is a huge thing to have. Our our service manager, where I'm at, he was a tech for like 25 years, uh, mostly commercial. We did residential, and I when I came here, it's the first commercial place I worked at, so I didn't have experience on a lot of this stuff. And I remember like I would make some mistakes, and I'd call them. And I came from residential, so I'm expecting to be you know kind of downgrade me a little bit because that's how it is in the residential aspect. But I call my service manager, be like, oh my gosh, I did this. It's doing this now. What do I do? And he would just be ah, oh, shit happens. What's going on? You know what I mean? And that's huge to yeah. have, especially early on, to know someone can kind of, and sometimes it's just you need to vent to somebody who gets you and hears what you're saying. And then that kind of helps you not get in a rut. Because a lot of times those ruts are huge and they seem like they don't end. So That's a huge part right there. You said vent. So you, everyone needs someone they can talk to, even when they're getting feeling stressed out mm-hmm. or down, that can just talk to them. They're not going to run and they're not going to pump you full of more drama. They're not going to you know, tell everybody your problems. You need someone to trust. You can just unload on be like, you know, Hey, I'm having a bad day. Someone you can feel comfortable with talking to. That's not going to you know, turn it against your use against you. If you have someone like that, a long way, man. That's how well, I Rich mentioned. How... Go ahead. Oh, that's how it is oh. with me, uh, with, with you, Pat. Like sometimes I'll just call you and I'm like, what the hell? I'm pissed off. And this is that. And, I can't do this. And you're like, man, just chill out. No biggie. Been there. It's this or, you know, whatever. Or a lot of times if I call you and I'm in a pinch, you're just like, calm down. What, what, you know, and then ask me obvious questions that too. And I can just bitch and complain. I'm like, oh, I'm dealing with BS. You're like, dude, that's everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere, dude. Well, Rich had a segment the other day on one of his short clips about mentorship, man. Like who's, who's your, who's your close mentor? I mean, I'm not asking for a name, but do you have you have one, right? Are yeah. you looking for one? I got it. Oh, Dusty. Yeah, Dusty. Me? Um, I guess not really. I mean, like I said, I, I usually vent a lot to Pat, and then like sometimes my service manager. But we've kind of grown a lot, so he's kind of a lot more busy than he used to be. But yeah. I guess a yeah. lot of times, like I'll just shoot Pat a text or talk to Pat. But as far as like a designated, I mean, not really. Yeah, you could always reach out to me too, bro. I know we're connected on Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. Pat's got my number. I can give you my number if you want. And honestly, um, this goes for anybody watching or listening, you know, connect with me online and you you reach out to me, whether it's a technical thing or just a personal thing. I mean, I got one of my coworkers, the guy that actually got me the job here. He's got no patience at all. And he calls me just about every day when he's like fed up and he's I'm quitting. I hate this. And about five (laughs) minutes later, he's like, all right, I'm gonna go get back inside. Now I'm gonna get this taken care of. And I told him, I'm like, dude, instead of throwing a fit, just call me, bro. We're good. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's nothing you can say that is going to rub me the wrong way or anything. So instead of you blowing up in front of the customer or blowing up on, you know, one of the bosses, bro, call me. I mean, whatever. I don't give a crap. You call me and cuss me out. Okay, good for you. (laughs) Get back to work. I really don't care. You know what I mean? And you need (laughs) someone, when it comes to a mentor, you need someone who won't fail in the flames. You know, because, like, I've had people I've called before and they're like, yeah, it sucks, doesn't it? It's bullshit. I hate it, too. And it's like, that doesn't help. 
You know, yeah. at the end of it, you're like, wow, yeah. this guy's negative. When you were the negative one first, but you're like, wow, I've never called that guy again. I'm going to say, though, I think it, at least when you're in my position, you do need one guy like that. I do got one coworker that me and him, we call each other and we both go off at the same time about, about everything. We can't stand anybody. We work with all this kind of and then we're like, all right, cool. And then we start laughing and then go from there. So you need that. But, yeah, you, you need mentors. And I like go back to my video clip. You know, I'm I believe you need mentors in every area of your life. So, you know, work mentors you need, but you need, you know, people that can mentor you spiritually, people that can mentor you in your family life, in your personal growth, all of that. And it may be the same person that can do all of it, or you might have four or five different um, mentors that are going to pour into you in, in different aspects of your life. But that's, that's important. And then having, like y'all said, um, you know, like people that, that are not necessarily a mentor, but they're right there alongside you, like I said, going through the same stuff where y'all can, re- you know, speak to them and be like, oh, I'm not the only person, you know, dealing with this situation. You know, my homeboys over there either are going through the same thing or have been through the same thing, too. What happens, too, is a lot of times as men and I'll say um, and I don't know if it's maybe because I'm Hispanic and I've known mostly Hispanic people. But in our culture, we definitely go at it alone. You know, men do that in general. But like one of the things I grew up with was um, this saying of, you know, friends are like a dollar in your pocket here today, gone tomorrow. And it was always like, don't ever get close to nobody. Don't ever let nobody in. Don't let them know, you know, your struggles, this and that. And as I've grown up, I'm like, bro, that's a bunch of BS. You know, you got to have people that you could say anything to. You could say, yo, I'm about to fly off the handle and beat the crap out this dude. And they don't look at you any different. Or you could say, I'm struggling with this. They don't look at you any different because, like I said, they've been through it or they're going through it themselves. And you get, you just encourage each other. And if, even if none of y'all know the answer to the situation, there's a, a something that, that, you know, I don't know how to explain it. But when you can talk to somebody and they know what you're going through, whether they have the answer or not, it, it kind of releases that burden off of you. For sure. So Jake, he's actually one of our trainees. I worked with him all day today. I worked with him and my son doing installs today. And uh, he... He says that mentors are a game changer. Ask someone to be a mentor or be there for you if you don't have one. Most people are honored to mentor people. It helps the mentor grow and learn as well. So, yeah, it's definitely a two-way street, man. If you can uh, help someone get through something or, you know, whether it be, you know, like Rich said, spiritually, work, relationship-wise, you know, at home, just just helping someone out can actually help you out in the long run. It makes you see something from a different angle that, you know, you don't normally see. And it can change things in your life, too. So that's a good point. And then the next video on that subject I'm going to do, I don't know when, is also the importance of being a mentor. No matter where you're at, you're ahead of somebody. So even if you don't have half of anything figured out, there's somebody that doesn't have a quarter of anything figured out. And you could at least mentor them to the level that you're at. And what I've learned being able to pour into other people is that I know a lot more than I actually thought I knew. When I first started mentoring people, I was kind of like at that halfway point, say, in my career. And I'm like, ah, I'm okay, but, I, you know, I still got a lot of growing to do, which I did. But then I'm pouring into newer guys, and I'm like, oh, crap, I didn't even know that I knew all of that stuff. But just talking them through things, I'm like, dang, I'm better than I thought at this, which in turn boosts your own confidence and helps you get to that next level. That's a very- because you're comparing yourself to people greater than you or on the same playing field as you. You never really – I mean, that even happened now. We hired a guy who uh, is going to do some, like, hot side stuff, and he's a refrigeration guy, and – you know, we we're on Jaws before, and he's asking questions, and I was explaining sequence of operation on certain pieces of equipment, and I was actually shocked at like how well I knew a lot of this equipment. I was like, "Damn!" I, <laughs> and he was like, "Oh wow!" So this, and he was asking me questions, and in my head, it's I feel like it's it should be common knowledge to other people, but it's mm-hmm. not because you know there's a lot of people who don't work on it. Um, so it's kind of like, and that's huge too. That kind of makes you feel a lot better about your position and and, mm-hmm. and how you are as a technician because. It kind of makes you give yourself credit, which I don't do as much as I should. And my wife tells me, like, you know, sometimes I'm extremely, Pat knows, I'm extremely hard on myself a lot of times. I'm like, man, I should have figured that out quicker. I should have done mm-hmm. that better. There's another way to do that. Um, so I use, I, I never take it. And that could be an issue of burnout too. You know, I never take a step back and say, you know, you're, you're, you're doing good. You're crushing it. You're learning it. You're growing um you know and sometimes i do get in those little funks and that can be a burnout as you know i'm like well i'm trying and trying and trying but i'm just not getting any better it's like but i know i am when i talk to other people and i'm like oh dang i really am growing so oh yeah i went through that phase um a few years back uh because the same thing i used to be super hard on myself i still am because i hold myself 
mostly to a higher standard than I hold other people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was kind of going through that same type thing. And a buddy of mine who, uh, he was a service manager for a small, um, ice machine manufacturer. Me and him were talking one day and, you know, I'm kind of, I guess, beating myself up or whatever. And he texts me, he's like, dude, he's like, I talked to technicians all day. He's like, I was a technician. And he's like, dude, you're a damn good tech. He's like, you're one of the best techs out there. And I'm sitting there like, same thing like you. I could have fixed that faster. I could have diagnosed it quicker. You know, I should have done it like this instead of like that. And he's like, bro, give yourself credit. He's like, you do a damn good job. And I was like, snap. If he's saying I do a good job and he's talking to technicians all day and he was a technician for, I don't know, 15, 18 years at that point. I'm like, shoot, I must be doing something right. Let me kind of, you know, chill out a little bit and, and stop being so hard on myself. Yeah. Yeah. You only know what you know, man. That's what, what people mm-hmm. outside looking in, they can see stuff you can't because you're in your own head and the, and they're actually seeing all of you. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things too, that helped me is um, again, my, my direct supervisor, he tells me, he's like, dude, it was broke when you got there. <laughs> it's still broke. What's the big deal? Yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> we're going to figure it out. You're going to fix it. He's like, but were they using it before you got there? No. Okay. You didn't figure it out. They're still not using it. Go back tomorrow. Try this and this. We'll get it. And I'm like, oh, dude, you're right. Because like in my that. mind, it was like, if I'm out there, I need to get this fixed and I need to get it right and this and that. He's like, dude, it's already broke. <laughs> What's the big deal? Yeah. Um, and that's how I am. I'm huge with that. Like, I'm like, why didn't I figure this out? How come I don't know this? You know, and I get so frustrated. <laughs> yeah. And like, I'll take the time and read and, you know, get acquire as much. And like Short Circuit, if you've ever seen that movie, like need more input. On anything I touch, I want to learn as everything I can that day and just absorb it. But that's just not the reality. But sometimes it's hard because I've always been, I'm not saying I'm perfectionist or I'm any good, but like I've been doing cooking equipment for about a year now, year and a half, I guess. Um, and, you know, and it's a ton of stuff, you know, in, pouring in like in a short amount of time. So I've kind of been just trying to absorb as much as I, as, as I could as I go. And if I really step back and look at it, it's like, man, I'm doing really good given the experience that I have. Uh, but it's hard because I want to be the freaking best, bro. <laughs> like already, I just want to be number one right now. And so patience. Me, me and Pat were talking before we, we jumped on the live and before you got in here. It, it, it's not that great because I, I was like, man, I can't wait till the day that I don't need tech support and this and that. And I'm not saying I don't need tech support now, but now it's like when I call tech support, they're like, uh, well, we don't have an idea either. You did everything. And I'm like, oh, great. Thank you. Bye. So yeah. enjoy where you're at, where you can still call people for help. And, and they got answers that you don't have. <laughs> Which gets, I love that. Frustrating. I love when you beat tech support down the tree. That's one of my favorite things. I don't know why. I mean, it's frustrating because you, you got to figure out more knowledge to go from there. But like when you when you call, I mean, granted, you have a lot of tech support guys who know the stuff and been in the field. But you also get a lot of guys who read from a tree. Uh, which there's a there's a big split between I've talked to a lot of great technicians that could you know know all these issues is really good off the rip but like when you have acquired all like like the the basic foundation of the diagnosis you know that that usually makes me feel like okay so I'm getting somewhere I'm obviously further along than some other technicians may have been by now and then but I mean that's still frustrating because you know <laughs> I'm still in a pinch yeah so when you guys are experiencing burnout or when you did experience burnout, what do you guys do? I mean, do you just kind of suffer through it? Do you try to see your way out of it? I mean, what do you do? I know we talked about finding a mentor or someone you can talk to. You know, that's that's what I do. Generally, I try to find someone I can talk to, um, whether it be my wife. You know, my service manager has been a pretty good person for me to lean on over the years. Um, he knows how I get. and He knows generally if, if he tells I'm getting in a funk, he'll, he'll call me. We'll talk and I'll vent to him. He doesn't hold it against me. And then once I get it out, he's like, you know, that's not really the case. You know, you may think you're being overlooked. You may think you're being ignored. You know, blah, blah, blah. This is why we're doing this. And it makes sense. So, I mean, I rely on someone to make it make sense to me. And once I get it, I spit out what I'm feeling. Generally, I'm like five minutes later, like my, I can just feel like a chemical balance. My brain shift and like I'm in a totally different mood. It's like five minutes later. So what do you guys do? For me, it's it's mainly, I guess, talking with that coworker that I told you that me and him will talk and we'll both be negative about the same situations and the same people. Just make light of it, right? You just make a lot of it, just getting it off your chest. And- yeah, yeah, exactly. Because cause we'll, we'll just say, like, random stupid crap. Like, when I first started and I would start uh, talking with him and complain, he would always be like, oh, just wait, it gets worse. That was his line. And I'm like, man, this guy's just negative. 
And then, <laughs> but then now we'll talk and he'll be like, what did I used to tell you? And I'll be like, just wait, it gets worse. So when he calls me complaining, I'm like, just wait, it gets worse. But yeah, we'll do stuff like that, make jokes. But I said, by the time we're done with it, yeah, we're both cracking up and we're both like, all right, yeah, we quit five times today, but we'll be back at it tomorrow. No worries. Yep, 100%. So I've got a bad habit of, I, I, I've said this time and time again, like, I, I don't know how to handle my emotions. So I, I do dumb stuff. I, I eat my emotions. That's why I got to be where I am. You know, I bought dumb stuff. As I was showing my train horn earlier, I don't know if you guys are all in here. <laughs> Stupid Milwaukee powered train horn that I've been scared to play with. I, if it wasn't raining, I was going to drive around the golf cart and catch you walk. <laughs> I got bad habits. Um, and, you know, like I said, talking to someone is just pretty much the best thing for me. So, and I've, I've talked to all you guys about some stuff. You know, I've been to you guys about some stuff. It's just, it's good to have someone to talk to that's not going to judge you. I mean, we've all been there. So I, 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 I keep hearing, you know, people always say, you know, well, tomorrow's a new day. So if I'm having a bad day, you know, I, today could be the worst day. But I always have to ask myself, am I a better tech than I was a year ago? Yeah. So I might be having a bad day today, but I'm still going to be a better tech next week, the month from now. T tomorrow's a new day. You know, so you, you can beat yourself about it right now. But, you know, if you got some goals and you realize that you're it's a progression and there's growth, mm -hmm. then you just got to suffer through what you're dealing with that day. I mean, not to dismiss mental health or anything like that. But, you know, sometimes you just got to be like, you know, Call it a day, you know. Yeah. You know, there's there's a, a thing on TikTok where there's a guy who has a, a I think an Indian Indian voice, and he's just like, "Oh, that fucked up." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so just go home. <laughs> you know, we're all gonna do what we have to do for the customer, but you know, sometimes you just gotta laugh about it. You know, uh, I don't I don't have like what I do. Like even if I have to pull a, a compressor on the roof in the in the middle of the summer, I don't have bad days because of what I do. You know, I'm only affected mainly by other people's actions or lack of what they're doing, you know, but you know, at the end of the day, they're not coming home with me. They're not sleeping in my bed. They're not paying my bills. I just need to refocus on me, my faith, my family and where I'm trying to go, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you're going up a ladder, you're going to be off, you're on this step today, but tomorrow you're going to be on the next step. So just keep yeah. pushing. <laughs> that's, that's a good point, man. I've learned, I've learned a lot from this episode. I mean, you know, I thought it was going to be a totally different way, you know, because I figured Dusty being a young guy, I figured it was going to end up picking on you. I'm never picking on you, Dusty. I was just going to crash, Dusty. You were going to get we, lashed. We were just going to come here and lecture you. That was the plan. He was ready. He was like, listen, young man. <laughs> Dusty. Hey, Dusty, if you've see, if you seen um, Short Circuit, then you've seen the movie Airplane, where that passenger, oh, yeah. everyone's taking turns. Like, there's me. Pat first, then there's Rich, and then... <laughs> I thought the story was just coming in. I hate my boss. My boss doesn't respect me. My boss is fighting. My boss kills me. And it went ways. Dusty, you've made my night, buddy. I really, I love you, man. That's awesome. Uh, thanks. Uh, and that's, I mean, like I said, I guess it's, I, I, I guess I didn't even know the, I guess the true definition of burnout. But I mean, there is a lot of people who, who feel that way about their boss. And like I said, luckily, I'm blessed in that sense. Took me a while. Took me a few companies. Uh, but I finally found a situation where uh, I'm, I, I feel like I'm respected. Um, and when it comes back to like, you know, how we deal with burnout and you guys said talking to somebody that's, you know, I, I talk to my bosses quite a bit. And before that, it's, it's my wife. That's number one. Mm -hmm. She's like a positive ray of sunshine all the time. So it's like, usually if I, if I'm frustrated or if I'm stressed, I'll just call her and I'm like, man, I suck at my job. I'm an idiot. I need to figure this out. And she's like, just calm down, you know, tomorrow. Like she said it before, tomorrow's another day. Just calm down. You're the best. You're you're killing it. Look at how far you've came in the past year. Look at what you've accomplished. And that little, like, little trace of positivity really boosts, you know, your, your mental because it, it really, you know, it, it, and that's huge. Like if you don't have a wife who's grounded with you, then you're set up for failure. You know, and that's, I owe a lot. Like my situation where I'm at and where I've came is, is mainly because she, Having a wife that's always had my back, has always been with me, always like coached me, uh, even when she doesn't know what I'm talking about. I'm like, man, it's freaking drain actuators, not fitting on this. And she's like, wow, it's 
probably just messed up. Just take a <laughs> breath and just look oh. at it. And she's like, it's probably just That's great. a stupid, <laughs> stupid part. It's just stupid. It's not well, your fault. It's, so it's Speaking of terrain actuators, which you get to the new one the Pitco's changed to. It's not, oh, the, God. it's not even anywhere to the same shape as the old one. You're like, how does this fit? It fits. That's how the Primasters are. Yeah. You have to like you have to like fab the the, the drain valve to, to get it in there. It's how those newer Frymasters are. It's insane. It's awesome. Um, I don't want to stay on too much longer because we're coming up on an hour. It's been a lot of great conversations here, but um, I do want to point out Randy Laz asked where we can find Rich Ortega's videos. So Rich is kind of everywhere. He uh, started off on LinkedIn. And I've, I've kind of talked him into going some other places. So he's now posted on Facebook and. TikTok and Instagram. So, you want to give your handles out real quick so people can find you? Yeah. So, the, the most that I do my posting on is uh, TikTok and Instagram. And those are both uh, rich in kitchens. Um, I think on Instagram, it's like a period between each word. But I post mostly on there. I do a good amount of stuff on LinkedIn also. I do Facebook. Facebook is also rich in kitchens. Um, LinkedIn is just my name, Rich Ortega. Facebook, I don't do a whole lot, but it's like if you're doing everything else, you might as well take the same video and throw it on Facebook anyway. But, yeah, that's basically where to find my stuff. I didn't realize yeah. he works with you, Dusty. So. Yeah, he does, Mark. Yep. Um, he loves he loves working on fryers. It's his favorite thing so, to do. Well, Jason, <laughs> you want to talk about where they can find you? So we'll go ahead and get everyone. Oh, yeah. JasonLatimer.tech. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, the website's coming. Get it figured out. Oh, it, it, I got it freaking yes, turned yes, on man. like two nights ago. Uh, there's some, <laughs> yeah, there's well, some little little things I got to adjust, but it, it I I, want, I didn't want to do the link tree. I didn't feel like giving them my shit. He, so he I turned it on just name. in time for this episode. Uh, <laughs> He's like, going to finish. Gonna, that's why he was late. So, so I'm fine completely. Um, I've got to do they're going to do it for me, um, some professionals. So they want me to like see how I want to look. So we'll see how it comes. I'm redoing my website completely. And, Dusty's just on Facebook. He ain't turned his Instagram back on yet. He's just he's chilling. Well, I want to get a oh, I want to get a new one. I almost fell, man. Uh, I want I want to get a new one and just kind of I guess start from kind of just rebuild a brand. I guess just base because because I, I did so much That's stuff good. like as far as like HVAC and refrigeration, but I want to like rebuild it just for you know just sold for kitchens. But it's summer and I've been busy and. I've been lazy. All right, uh, I need a. I've been. I've been trying to get too. one of my coworkers. I mean to cut you off, Dusty. But since You're my good. coworkers in the chat right there, I'm gonna tell you to do what I've been trying to get him to do. Do content on the like the transition from what you used to do to this because this dude used to work on. Uh, first, he used to sell liquor to commercial accounts. Then he got into the trades and he started fixing refrigerated trucks. Um, then he went into residential HVAC and now he's doing this. And I'm like, dude, if you threw content out there just on your transition, like your whole career transition to, uh, everything you did to what you're doing now and then how you're learning and growing, that would be some banging content. So that's what I would recommend for you to do. Not that I'm a content you. expert or anything, but that's oh, just the from the stuff that I've posted, I, I know what people like to see, or I'm starting to see it. And that would be great, especially for people that are like, man, I, you know, I want a different career. I want something more fulfilling, something more challenging. And they might come across your stuff and be like, yo, maybe I want to give that a try. Yeah. And, I, and I've said that to people before, like when I switched from HVAC to uh, kitchen stuff, I, I mean, I had a choice. I didn't have to do it, but uh, I mean, it was kind of like heavily, like, could you please do this? <laughs> which I, <laughs> which I'm glad that it happened. I mean, it was fate, but that's how like I met some guys in the trade and it was kind of like, explain to me as hvac is so there's such a correlation between you know what you do in hvac refrigeration and what you do in kitchens it's just all the same features all the because I, I remember looking at a frying big what the hell am i supposed to do with this thing but then it was explained with gas valves ignition module you know relays thermostats all that stuff and you're like damn it's just the gas furnace it's pretty much you know with more parts and it's a little bit different but um it is a good idea. And that's how I've explained to guys because we've been hiring guys and, you know, talk to guys who, who just want to do HVAC and they don't do kitchens because everyone, you know, I don't know. A lot of people, I don't know if it's like that in y'all's markets, but it's how it is down here. No one wants to really work on kitchen equipment. They don't mm -hmm. think it's greasy, dirty. They don't want to be in the busy kitchen and stuff. But I think it's never been explained to them that it's like, it's not such a scary monster. It's actually right. pretty simple. And the beauty of it, you know, it's July, 100 degrees outside and I'm inside. 
So that's yeah. <laughs> a big point for me. So that was my whole goal in doing all this is it's really shine a light on what we do. I mean, it, it's a it's a cool job. You do a lot of different stuff. So if you get bored easily, it's a good career for you. You can do. I mean, there's days I work on a, a dish machine, a fryer, an oven, an HVAC unit, a walk-in freezer. I mean, I never I never know what I'm gonna do, and it's always a variety, and it's it suits me well. I mean, now some guys may only want to work on fryers or ovens. I get that, but yeah, that's me. where I'm at. I don't like walking. Man, I worked on a walk-in freezer the other day with the EV on it. So it's freezing up a little bit. There's negative 10 in there, so I'm thawing out this coil. Man, it's just like at, at that point, I was like, this is burnout. I'm over this. <laughs> See, I love refrigeration because I did mostly refrigeration in Florida because you could do only cold side in Florida and still do 70 hours a week, you know, yeah. just about every oh, yeah. week. And then moving up here to South Carolina, I do a lot more hot side than I do cold side now. But when I get on a on a walk-in or an ice machine, especially if it's like a Hoshizaki ice machine, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm home now. <laughs> Let's yeah. get this done. Oh, you're who I can call for the Hoshi stuff. Yeah. For sure. It's, rich, it's, been, it's been a little bit since I've been on Hoshi stuff, but I'm still pretty good at it. I still got a couple guys here that would be like, hey, I'm on a Hoshizaki. What do I need to do? And I'm like, uh, give me a second. Uh, this, 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 and this. You can hit me up on a, on a Scotsman Flaker. I got you there. That's that's my that's my ice machine bread and butter. Everything else well, is hey, still a little bit learning, but Dusty, you know, we we're talking about handles and different platforms, and I'm, I'm sure we've all said it before. But a good place to find good mentorship and people in our industry that will support you, you know, it's a big difference than being on Instagram or TikTok. I met great people on TikTok, but if you're looking for a professional platform without getting an AI floozy that's not real, that's trying to hook up with you or whatnot on Instagram and those is go on LinkedIn. Create a, yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna remake your your brand, you might as well be on all the platforms. Like yeah. Make a professional brand and then make a handle for them. But you're 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 sleeping on LinkedIn big time and there is a world of people mm -hmm. in whether they're whether they're customer types like they're in the restaurants, whether they're the manufacturer types. They will support you. They want to support you. They want to mentor. They want, there's people, there's a whole world there of professionals that are there for professional reasons that want to help you. So don't sleep on it, man. When you get a chance, create create a LinkedIn, man. It will help you, I promise. Yeah, I'm going to say that. Are you guys all on LinkedIn? We're all yeah. on LinkedIn, bro. We, we that, <laughs> there's, yeah, you're really respected on there. I mean, I, I like TikTok. TikTok's fun. I met great people and I'll mm -hmm. stay on there. Instagram's fun. Um, you know, Facebook's, I do a little bit on there, but it's, you know, it's made more of my family and it's going back to like freaking 15 years. But LinkedIn, I've never felt so supported by people that are CEOs, you know, yeah. of companies, whether they're manufacturers, service companies, restaurant chains uh, and whatnot that, that, okay. you know, where you seem like they're untouchable and, you know, otherwise you'd be like, oh, that's some CEO, but no, they're on here. They'll talk to you. You know, yeah. they'll see what you do. You know, you can tag some of the work you're doing. They're gonna, you know, they'll promote you and things like that. I, I've, okay. you know, and a lot of people are scared that it's about, you know, you're going to get job offers. Well, shit, yeah, you're going to get job offers, obviously, if you're good at what you do. But that's not what you're there for. You know, yeah. not just that if you wanted to, you know, so. But it's really about having a living resume and community of professionals that you can, you can, you know, you can lean on. You know, and, so and let me wanna, tell you, when it comes to LinkedIn, because I'm going to second that for sure. Um, I would say two big things that happened to me because of LinkedIn. One, um, which y'all, uh, Jason and Pat, y'all probably know Corey. Uh, I think it's his last name is Yates from Alpha and Omega. Yeah, Alpha he, Omega. He yep. Yeah, he reached out to me one day and he was like, "Dude, I see, you know, these certain things like it's things that he saw in me that I didn't even think of." And he's like, "Bro, I'm gonna men start mentoring you in certain areas that I see in you that you know that you have a lot of potential in. That if the right person starts pouring into you, you're gonna." grow and excel in these certain areas i wasn't even looking for a mentor and he's just like yo here's my number and he reaches out to me and and you know talks to me about different stuff and then um what's this guy's name jay from Colpack walk-ins yeah i messaged him because yep. uh one of the chains we service they have a lot of freeze-up issues on their walk-in freezers now their walk-in freezers are, are thermal cool they're not even his and i reached out to him because i'm like hey um they sell this air curtain that's supposed to be like a like a polar curtain but it's air instead of the strips and i'm like hey do you think that would solve these issues and i send him some pictures and he's like maybe but this is what you really need to do and he throws a list of stuff at me that i'd never even had heard of before 
um, that are gonna that might be causing these certain issues. And I went and tried it out at one of the restaurants the other week, and pretty much everything he threw at me hit the nail right on the head. I'm, I got to go follow up in a couple of days to make sure it's still good. But I'm like, That's dude, I never even right there, heard man. that stuff before. That's fire right and he's like, yeah. yeah, and he's like, man, just reach out to me for anything. I don't care if it's our stuff, not our stuff. He's like, you got any problem, man? I'll pour into you. I'll give you any advice I can. If not. I'll find a guy in our company that knows it and, you know, we'll get you, um, you know, connected. And then we going back to Corey um, from Alpha and Omega, me and him were talking the other day uh, because I guess he's the he's more the business guy and his partner's more the technician. And he's like, hey, you know, my partner said anything you need, you know, on the technical end, if you're stuck, call him. He'll do whatever he can to pour into you, too. I'm like, I don't even know these dudes, but they've seen the yeah. work I do. They've seen my, my mindset, the stuff that I'm trying to accomplish you know, professionally and, and personally or whatever. And they're like, dude, we want to see you succeed. And I'm like, that's crazy. So yeah, definitely LinkedIn is, is a place for that. LinkedIn, I, 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 I slept on it for years. So this week I posted that stupid little video about the putting cleaner in Unox oven and squeezy, squeezy, you know, just joking around. Being and I tagged Unox, dude. And Unox reshared it. A bunch of people at Unox started sending me connection requests. Like, hi, up. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I made a stupid little video that said squeezy, squeezy. On squeezy. I didn't even think yeah, about it like that. It yeah. would being like CEOs and upper management and professionals Bro. in the industry. I always yeah, assumed it was kind of like, like Instagram is just technicians, yeah. which not yeah. just technicians, Different but it's yeah. technicians. So it's kind of like, you're just kind of bouncing off each other. I never thought that. I mean, Dude, you I could have, have. I've had companies reach out to me you know, wanting to be a training and a social media guy and you know, a technician retention guy, and I turned it down on there. I mean, there's all kinds of opportunities out there. It's just um, it, LinkedIn is actually a pretty cool place. It took me a while to get used to it, but it, it's it's actually pretty cool. Technician retention—that's a job. Now it is. That's, 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 that's everyone's days. job, bro. That's, <laughs> that's everyone's future job. right there. I, that's, that's my that's my future job. Technician retention. Yeah, he wanted me to be a trainer. He wanted me involved in technician retention and technician like bring onboarding and stuff like that. And I was like, man, I can't. Which sure. is huge for a big company. You kind of need like a liaison to the technicians. Dude, I, had a, I had a guy reach out to me through a coworker. So one of my coworkers, his uncle is some type of upper management in one of our competitors. Um, and they don't have a branch in the area. And uh, one day my coworker comes up to me and he's like, hey, are you you're trying to find another job or something? I'm like, no, why? He's like, he's like, I don't know how you know my uncle. But he texted me the other day and was like, hey, what can you tell me about Rich Ortega? And I'm like, huh? Who's your uncle? And he says, I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, he saw you online. I'm like, so this dude is trying to start a branch over here and is asking his nephew, what do you know about Rich Ortega? And I'm like, I'm just posting stupid videos, you know, showing my work, giving my opinion on, on how things should be done. And it's reaching yeah. people like that. You know, I mean, I tell Pat, I've had, you know, upper management people in Whaley. Dude, we see what you're doing. We really like it. I'm like, oh, cool. I, I didn't expect all of, all of this stuff. I just thought I was going to post some videos and meet some people. Cool. Yeah. I've been, I've been praising you to some really good, some really important people, man. I appreciate that. So, all right guys, it's been an hour and seven minutes. <laughs> we could go on all night, but I got to keep this as somewhat of a format. So I can upload it as a podcast. So we can, bring, right. we can bring this topic up anytime. Um, but I appreciate you guys coming on. It's been an hour with us tonight. Um, it's been great talks. I'm in a better mood. Just listen to you guys talk about burnout, mm -hmm. how to get over it, things to do. I mean, I hope everyone takes away some things from this and they learn from it. I mean, I'm going to tell you, most of mine self-inflicted. So, I mean, don't beat yourself up too hard because, like, like someone else, Brian said, you know, he's his own worst critic. I'm the same way. So, oh yeah. So, have a good night, everybody. Thanks for your time. All right, y'all. If you guys would please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing the podcast. It really helps us grow and helps us know which direction to move in. Also, if you have any suggestions for guests, please email me at commercialkitchenchronicles at gmail.com. Or if you want to be a guest, email me. Love to have you guys on. Thanks a lot. See you next week.